A few years ago when I was struggling with my mental health, therapy not only changed my life, but therapy saved my life. It's been years later, I'm still in therapy, and I'm still using the tools that I learned to deal with the difficult moments that happen in our lives. My healing journey has not been easy. Healing is not linear, but I'm committed and dedicated to healing my past traumas and bettering myself for my future and my family. Is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in a world who is going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. With BetterHelp, finding a therapist is easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out just a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in as little as a few days. Down below in my description box is a link. It's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash lavender. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so that you can connect with a therapist to see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really like the fit with your first therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. Again, therapy has been life-changing for me. And if you need someone to share with that is unbiased and that will help you navigate life, therapy is it. So if you're struggling, if you're dealing with anything that's hard or heavy, Consider online therapy with better help. Click the link in my description box below or visit betterhelp.com slash lavender. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lavender. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. And now for your episode. Sis, I need you to get excited again. I need you to get your fight back. I need you to get your smile back. I know sometimes life can knock us down, but laying down to battles that we have the strength, that we have the authority to overcome is what we won't do. So sis, get up. Get up and take your place. Get up and get into position. And you go claim and go get everything that was promised to you because it's yours. I love you. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. I'm your host, CB, and it is a pleasure to be here with you. So today, I have back for a second. I think it's the second. Se- is it second, second or, third? or third? Maybe third. Yeah. Um, 
episode, but she was my very first guest ever on the podcast. And we did an episode about she's an educator and we did an episode entitled what teachers need you to know. Um, And she dropped hella gems in that episode, you guys. And it was um, one of our most listened to episodes, but she is back today to talk about something completely different. So Jay, if you just want to say hello to the people. Hey people. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Jana. It's um, good to be back here. Always. It's, it's always, good to have you up here where I, I live. Know. I'm visiting my friend. I am in her city. We attended yes. an event this morning. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this conversation, this is a completely organic conversation, you guys. Yeah. We have no outline. We have no um, note cards or anything to go by. We're just speaking from the heart. But we attended this event this morning. Um, my licensed therapist um, held an event in Maryland. Not disclosing the city because we are very mm-hmm. private people. <laughs> but in um, the state of Maryland. And so I drove up from Virginia and um, my boo <laughs> attended the event with me and it was it was a beautiful safe space for women of color um, I'm glad that I was there I'm glad that I was able to share it with my friend and I'm glad that I was able to meet my therapist in person because all of our sessions That's have right. been on zoom I've never That's met her in right. person I hadn't thought about only on zoom mm-hmm. we've never met before and just to hug her today mm-hmm. to be able to see her in person was yeah I, I needed that moment That's so awesome. it was a great event and I think we are just going to share from that event and then allow this conversation to evolve yeah okay so you want to start it off sure okay um I think for me, when she started and she was talking about the topic was vulnerability, mm-hmm. I was like, well, give me some pointers because mm-hmm. I don't do that very well, mm-hmm. you know? And then um, making the connection when she was talking about like Adam and Eve and how once Eve took the fruit and shared the fruit and then they realized they were naked. Yeah, right. Her issue wasn't, oh, we disobeyed. It was the nakedness, which mm-hmm. came after. Like, mm-hmm. But just the nakedness represents um, how we cover ourselves when we don't want to be seen in certain situations and when we don't want to be vulnerable. Right. You know, um, because prior to them realizing they were naked, there was nothing wrong with them being naked. Nope. Right. Right. Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. be yourself the way God made you to be. Mm-hmm. And that translates into like how we are now mm-hmm. and certain rooms that we're in and certain people that we know and how everybody's not always themselves because they are, afraid to be who God made them to be. Or maybe I was thinking too when she was talking they don't realize who God made them to be. Yep, that was another thing. And the and the biggest culprit of all of this is the fear of it all. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that fear prevents us from right really yeah. knowing who God wants us to be Absolutely. too. And for those of us who think we have an idea of who God wants us to be, oftentimes we are afraid to become that thing um, because of our circumstances, the things that we've gone through in our Mm -hmm. lives and and fear really paralyzes us to Mm -hmm. stay where we are instead of growing and evolving as we should. Because when you, if you, even if you have an inkling of who you think God made you to be, you might feel not so qualified to live in that. Exactly. You feel unworthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You feel unworthy. And that was like the sense of what I was feeling when she was like passing the mic around the room. Mm -hmm. I felt a sense of unworthiness. Like, okay, I believe I know what God has called me to be. And I know what people have told me. They feel, you know, that God has put into their spirit about who I am and who I'm called to be. But am I worthy of that? You know? Yeah. And I think I, when she was talking about purpose, Mm -hmm. I was sitting there thinking, not so much that I'm not worthy, but, Am I even right? Do I know? How do I know what my purpose is? Like, mm-hmm. how do I know mm-hmm. what it is? Mm-hmm. How do you know for sure mm-hmm. what it is? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Just to live in your purpose, you have to have a certain sense of confidence in 
in your ability to even recognize your purpose, right. you know, and, and what is the difference between a gift and a purpose and a, you know, and so I, I think real technical ones, things like that. So mm -hmm. I'm glad she knows her purpose. Um, and I think I have an inkling, mm -hmm. uh, but I, the only reason I think I have an inkling about what mine is, is because if I sit and look at like, okay, what do I feel like I'm talented in? What do I feel like I'm always put in the middle of or, what kind of problems would I like to solve for people? Then that's how I kind of come across a definition, I think, for what my purpose might be. So, yeah. Thinking yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And the gist of the conversation was for us to show up transparently in our friendships and in our relationships. Mm -hmm. And so many of us in the room, it was a room about 45 of us, realized that we had not been showing up as our authentic selves in our friendships and our relationships. Consistently. Consistently, Consistently across the board. Yeah. Um, we may be authentic and true to ourselves with certain people, but not everyone that's in our immediate circles or even in our families for that matter. And so she just really gave us some tools and some insight on um, how to choose your circle better and how to have those safe spaces for you and your friends and, you know, how you cultivate those spaces those safe spaces within your community and how important community is. Um, mm -hmm. And she was saying like, if you have just that one person that you can tell everything to and Jan and I just kind of looked at each other like, like <laughs> cause this is my go-to right here. Like she is the person who gets everything from me. Yeah. I can be a mess and she mm -hmm. gets it. I can have it together and she gets it right. And I feel like with you, you can take what I say. Yes. You more so than other friends. Friend. <laughs> Listen. You more so than other friends I have ignite in me a tell it like it isness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I had to tell you before, like, you got to tell me if I go too far. Like But see I think the difference is is that even though whatever it is that you're, you know, discussing with me mm -hmm. may seem like abrasive. Yeah. I know you're saying it with love. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. And I think that brings me back to purpose. Because I could recognize when there's a when there's like a chain link mm -hmm. and I can miss, I can recognize when something's broken or something's missing mm -hmm. and I want to just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but I don't sugarcoat, like I have to stop myself from saying it as it appears here, mm -hmm. but cause I need to say it in a way that's, it's not offensive so that it's received. Yeah. 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 But even with that, because you, you are a very sensitive person. So I, I have am. to. I have I'm to, super sensitive, y'all. Like, <laughs> and I'm super not. So I have to. Um, I think that's why we mesh so well. Because we balance <laughs> each other out. You know, it's like you put us together and it's like the perfect, you yeah. know, little situation. Yeah. But I mean, I think for most people, it's hard to hear what you don't want to hear. Yeah. Period. That's true. I mean, regardless of who it's coming from, you have to get to a place where you have to realize that this may not work out the way I want it yeah. to, but I'm trusting that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. And I feel like for me, they don't want to hear it, but it's almost like there's also certain people who just want to sit in it. Yep. And they want to have a pity party in it. Yep. And I realize I'm not the person to come to yeah. if you just want to have a pity party. Yeah. Like, they go, want you to pacify their behavior. Go cry with and, somebody yeah. else, but when you're ready to do something about it, yeah. then you call Jana. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When mm -hmm. you want to hear what's missing or what am I missing from the story or mm -hmm. what is, you know, then I, I feel like I can step in, but I'm not the one to call. If you just want to like, if you need a, and it sounds bad. Like I'm a different kind of shoulder. Yeah. You know, some people need a shoulder to cry on. I might not give you that shoulder. But I give you my other shoulder with, where we can solve it. Let, yeah. Let's move forward and let's try to solve it. I think I'm that person. Yeah, for so, sure. Mm -hmm. I'm like the shoulder to cry on and then I'll kind of help you get to the solution. Mm -hmm. But we going to cry first because I'm a cancer. I cry all the time. And I, <laughs> And I do not. I cry all the time. Like, buckets oh, of water cancer, all the time. Just 
But don't forget, I'm a G too. Like, let's not get it twisted. Because yeah. when I need to be, you know, yeah. hardcore, yeah. when I need to be who yeah. I need to be, yeah. I have no problem being that. But on the surface, I'm very sensitive. I'm a very emotional um, being. But I think that's why I'm able to receive, um, you know, criticism or even correction from you. It's because I know it comes from a good place. It, yeah. It comes yeah. from a good place. It comes from love. Yeah. And so... The conversation at the event was mainly focusing on um, woman-to-woman friendships. Mm -hmm. So we're going to switch that dynamic now and talk about how we show up in our relationships with our partners, regardless of what your sexual orientation is, who you choose to date. But we want to make it a more intimate setting of how do we show up in our relationships with our partners versus how we show up with our homegirls, our homeboys, our family, and friends. But do you feel like you have to kind of water yourself down or put on a, a a mask in order to have a productive and healthy relationship or have you been that in the past or I think I've probably done that in the past like I probably did that when I was younger mm-hmm. because I was learning I was mm-hmm. experimenting with with dating and mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that so you don't know stuff till you know stuff right, right? and right. if you don't have examples to follow mm-hmm. then you kind of have to learn things the hard way and so um or a harder way mm-hmm. and so you know, being younger, being in my twenties and dating guys and stuff like that, you know, you feel like you should be a way, let me be a certain way. And then you realize well, that didn't work. And mm-hmm. I'm, I, the relationship failed and now I'm uncomfortable and I'm disappointed in myself for even pretending or whatever. So then now <laughs> much, much later, um, I'm very, I'd almost show up with all my negatives on front street mm-hmm. and then let you decide can you deal with this okay can you okay because i can deal with yours you go okay let's move forward um i'm not into masking anything mm-hmm. you get what you get um i just told you i'm on a dating app and the one thing that i don't like on this particular dating app is i notice with the men that come through everybody's posting their their fancy car, their Range Rovers, mm. and the, when they're on the yacht in the mm-hmm. blue water and the, right. the coconut—that's great, friend. The but, highlight reel, right? Mm-hmm. But can you put jeans on and take me to Chipotle real quick? I just like, want to go to Target. Can you, can you go pick up my prescription? Because you're on the boats all the time. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So I just tone that down. Like, I, let me, let me just be me, and you be you. Mm-hmm. And I, I run into that from men as well. Men. Mm-hmm think they have to I, I feel like I ran into that in my marriage if I'm gonna be honest like we <laughs> go there I feel like he presented to me mm-hmm. the the man that he thought he should be now he was a good he he was a gentleman he opened doors he paid the bills he not taking that away from him but at the end of the day um that's great yeah. But there were some other things that were missing that I was actually asking for. And so, but he, in his presentation to me of this man, um, this still wasn't the key in the lock for me. It still wasn't mm-hmm. what I was asking for. So I think men do it too. Yeah. They present to women um, the hero man, like the guy who they think they should be mm-hmm. and the guy who they think we want. And they're ignoring who they actually are. Mm-hmm. And then when that person surfaces, we're blindsided. Exactly. Because it's like, who is Who, who is are that? you and now? Who are you and where did you come from? Why didn't you show me this a year ago? Eight, when we, or 18. Friend. Or friend. So, Woo. to avoid that. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, I learned a long time ago. You're mm-hmm. going to get Jana and you're going to get her the way she is. And that's that. Like, so, I don't know. 
do you feel that communicating your needs and wants in a relationship is difficult? No. Um, I don't feel like communicating my specific needs and my specific, my specific wants are difficult. Um, what gets hard for me is when I have to repeat them. Yeah. When I have to repeat and say it again, because now you're not, like I'm, I'm almost giving you a blueprint for who I need you to be and you're not, you're not doing that either. So relationships can fail for a myriad of reasons, but like, I don't know. Communication can be challenging. It can be. You know? It can be. Um, one of my favorite aunties, the fabulous Iyanla Van Zandt, <laughs> has a quote that says, you cannot um, teach people how to love. You get to see how they love, and then you choose whether you want to stay yeah. in that or not. And so I feel like if I'm constantly having to repeat things over and over again that are harmful to me or that um, are not conducive to our relationship or are not working for me or uh, make me feel away for whatever reason if I've expressed that to you and you do nothing about it uh -huh. this is not for me right I need to be in a space where I feel safe I need to be in a space where I feel heard mm -hmm. where I feel seen um, appreciated and loved and so the older I get the more that I'm learning that I have a very appeasing personality mm -hmm. um, because I have issues with abandonment from childhood mm, okay and so i'm connecting okay. those dots in yeah. therapy and as i get older i'm seeing the patterns that i've done that in my relationships yeah where it's like it's easier for mm -hmm. me just to appease your needs and your wants than for you to meet mine because i'm afraid you're going to leave if i push the issue too hard i'm afraid you're going to leave if i press it too much i'm afraid you're going to walk away if i push you beyond your limits so let me just make sure you're good i'm going to make sure your needs are met and then I'm going to suffer. So okay, that was my question. So if you if you acknowledge that, if you acknowledge that, mm -hmm. okay, that's your justification for appeasing them. But how do you deal with them? Not like how do you deal with your needs not being met? You you really don't honestly. Um, I think over time you build a a wall of resentment for that person, and it's not even mm. really their fault. You have allowed right, right, you have allowed right. this to happen over and over again yeah. to allow them to disappoint you in multiple ways, to allow your needs and your wants to hmm. go unmet, unheard. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'm I'm actively working yeah. at. Yeah. Because I recognize that um, for me it's just much easier to not um, disturb the waters. Mm. And I'm the opposite. I'd much rather disturb the waters early on and see that this is not going to work than to spend time forcing a fit and then being frustrated because I've spent three years with the person and mm -hmm. now I've wasted time. Mm -hmm. I think wasting time is my thing. But then I think that's your um, meeting people's needs. That's one of those things that, what do they say? Like, um, you meet people's needs, but almost to a fault. You know what I mean? Like yep. you can do it, but you do it too much. To my own detriment. To your own detriment. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And I feel like yes. I can cut people off. So, so, and again, you're talking about childhood. Mm -hmm. I grew up with everybody around me being divorced. My mother was divorced a couple times. Like my, you know, everybody's divorced. Mm -hmm. And then when I was growing up and um, like even in my twenties, my friends who were married young are now divorced. They were getting divorced. Like everybody's divorced. Mm -hmm. So I remember drawing the conclusion that I don't even want to be married. Let me just, you know, if I feel like if I can weed them out sooner rather than later. But again, that's also to a fault because sometimes I just, I know how to block and delete real quick. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't always give a lot of explanation. Like, 
I'm not, I don't ghost, but I'm very, I said what I said, I'm not repeating myself, bye. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that's the healthiest either, right. you know? Right. Do you think that there's a possibility that you could have missed out on a healthy relationship because of that? Maybe because I am a list maker also. Okay. So I'm learning now that there are things that are just, that's just a quirk or that's just mm -hmm. a, that doesn't necessarily mean, I'm always trying to read into something and mm -hmm. everything doesn't always, not always, doesn't always mean something. But it's also protected me mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of friends out here who are not, who do not have our best intention at heart. I'll put it that way. And so it saves me. <laughs> It saves me from that mess. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it weeds them out quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I think I have to fine tune. I have to learn to be more gentle. Where you could probably learn to be a little more hard. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I could be a little bit more mm -hmm. aggressive for yeah. sure. Um, and like I said, like, whether we realize it or not, everything in our adulthood stems from things that have happened in our childhood. Whether you acknowledge it or not. Yeah. Doesn't make it go away. Um, whether you... Um, feel that there's a connection or not, it doesn't change the fact that these are learned behaviors mm -hmm. and these are things that we saw growing up that we now mimic in yeah. our adulthood, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm healing and as I'm on my journey to heal my inner child and to free her from the trauma of my childhood, I'm learning the ways in which I harm myself yeah. from my learned behaviors. Mm -hmm. Um I, my grandparents was the only healthy example I had of a marriage. Um, and as you get older, you learn that not even that was as healthy right. as you thought it right. was. On mm -hmm. the surface, yeah. looking at it, it was the healthiest example that I had. But as you get older and the elders feel like they can trust you with more, you realize, that, yeah. like, wait a second. They this, start dropping little this nuggets. This isn't and exactly like, oh, what I thought it was. Right. You know, Granddad but, was doing what? You know, right. mm -hmm. it, it's so many things come out as you get older and it's like, I wish I knew those things when I was younger right. so that I could have been able to mm -hmm. better compartmentalize what this right. really looks like and put things in its rightful place. But I'm learning that now at almost 40 years yeah. old and it's like I've made so many mistakes along the way from just not having um, a go-to, not having an example, not having a page to flip in a book that right. said this is what this looks like. Um, and it's not that you can't be what you've never seen. It's just, it's, it's harder to it be is. what you've never seen, right? Yeah. You don't have anything to go by. You mm -hmm. don't have a blueprint. You don't have a model, you know, to show you the way. Right. And so a lot of my relationships have been very traumatic and have been very, um, painful because of my need to always need that acceptance from that person. I want to always just make sure they feel loved. They feel seen, they feel heard. Because of that sense of a, that abandonment issue that I'm dealing mm -hmm. with from childhood and just never feeling good enough and hmm. never feeling worthy enough because of the circumstances in which I was born into. So I always felt like I had oh, to rise above yeah. everybody else because I wasn't born into the ideal yeah. situation. So guess what? I'm going to be the smartest one in the classroom. Huh. I'm going to be the best cheerleader on the floor. I'm going to be the best in the band. I'm going to be the best in whatever I can be to prove to people that I am good and I am worthy. But that's interesting because you were proving it to people who didn't even know we and that's the wrong. thing we think in our minds like we have conditioned ourselves to think that everybody is just looking for you to yeah. mess up or looking for you to and it's like people don't even know, don't know. unless you tell them right. most time you know the circumstances that you're dealing with or that you were born into i think it's just a 
it's a self thing with me to just always strive to be my best. And so in my relationships, I mean showing up for the other person more than I show up for myself. And that has harmed me greatly. I hmm. can't even express the ways in which that has harmed me. Interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Like adulting is ghetto. Because we have to unlearn and relearn. Unlearn and so relearn much. all the time. And you don't realize you have to unlearn and then relearn until you're until you get frustrated enough with the same situation happening over and over mm -hmm. that you're like, wait, something's got to get something. And then you have, then that's when you flip and be like, wait, I can do this my way. Mm -hmm. I have preferences that need to be honored. Mm -hmm. I have a self that needs to be out here. Like then mm -hmm. when you get to that point, mm -hmm. you know, but you have to learn along the way. I'm saying you have to go through so much to get mm -hmm. to that point mm -hmm. though. You know, it's not something yeah. that most times you learn very early on. Yeah. Usually it's after, a lot of failures and a lot of hurt and discomfort and pain. Mm -hmm. Then you get to the point where yeah. you're like, this isn't working. And I know that I have the power within me to change that. And even that change can take, can be painful. Like people think that healing is like flowers and roses and sunshine and bliss. Healing no. is oftentimes in my, in my circumstance, in my, um, in my life, my healing has been just as painful, if not more painful than the underlying trauma or hmm. the underlying problem itself yeah like healing is healing gruesome. is ugly it's healing gruesome. is ugly it's ugly and I, this is this is random but not but i had this thought about healing in particular a couple weeks ago okay when i got my eyebrows mm -hmm. right and i was just like yay like the day i got them done they were beautiful they were great they were perfect and then the healing started yeah and now they're itching and mm -hmm. now they're scabbing and mm -hmm. peeling and, and i'm like healing is so ugly but after the healing is done <sighs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. That now was a, I can. It's, that was the perfect like yeah. way to sign it. Anybody who has a tattoo, yeah, you know the same thing with about. tattoos. Exactly. Yeah. But you get that to get what you want, you have to go through <laughs> the itching, and the, you know what I mean. Like you, you to get what you want, you have to go through the ugly. But you also have to realize that the ugly is only temporary. Right. And you know, and prayerfully with God's grace, when you come out on the other side of the fire, you won't even smell like smoke. Right. And people won't be able to look at you and tell the things that right. you've been through because, mm -hmm. sis, if people right. knew Girl. what I was going through right now, <laughs> okay? I, I thank God every day I don't right. look like what I'm going through because right. God's grace is sufficient. His grace right. carries me day to day. And that's the hope for this life that I leave it a little bit better than I came yeah. into it. You know, I want to be a person that has done good in this life mm -hmm. and has done good in this world. And that's not without the the bad that comes with it, right? Because that's how we grow and that's how we learn. Um, regarding relationships, friend, I think oftentimes we find ourselves in these painful situations and picking back to something that you and I talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's because we ignore what in the very beginning? Red flags. Let's talk about them. Period. Let's talk about them. And Girl, and the thing about red flags is I think so many women um, in their quest to be a good girlfriend mm -hmm. and a good wife mm -hmm. one day, um, a good partner, um, and like you said, but men, women, whoever, you know, whatever orientation, but like people want to be that good person. Yep. And so they think that if they see this thing happen, well, my partner did this. This is making me question or this, that didn't really make me comfortable. Then they go, oh, well, well, he had a bad day or, oh, well, she was hungry that day or whatever. She, she was sick. She was, a, but pay attention to it um, because it's, 
if it's a true red flag, you're going to see another one. It's going to be a pattern. It's, something else is going to come up. And if, if you don't, if you ignore the first couple of red flags that you see when you're just dating, when there's a commitment made, it's going to be 10 times worse because now you might be in love. Now there's feelings here. Now you might share a home or you might be sharing finances or something. You're just invested now. Your friends might know each other and your families might know each other. And now it's just too hard to break away mm -hmm. because like the therapist was saying in the, um, in the thing today, um, cause now you look a certain way. Yep. You presented, you presented a certain, a certain yep, way. Yeah. You presented a certain way and now you're afraid because what will they what say? What will they say? What will they think? But they don't see the red flags that you're ignoring. Mm. Well, maybe they do. But if you don't see it, then what, you know, you have to be the one to see it. They can't break up with somebody for you. Yeah. And you so, can't be afraid to start over. You can't be afraid to even possibly be embarrassed. You can't be afraid right. of any of those things, worried about your reputation or how people are going to present you because listen. Right. <laughs> because listen. Period. I did an episode um, with another podcast. Um group and Jesus I cannot call their name right now that's really bothering me <laughs> um it's the get ready if you get ready if you stay ready you don't have to get ready podcast I cannot think of their names Raymond Shine and there's one more Derek um so sorry y'all it's been a rough day but I did we did a red flags in relationship episode um April of last year and, you know, one of the quotables that I noted in that episode was sometimes red flags appear pink when you're in love. And let me tell you something about those pink flags mm -hmm. that you ignore for the love that you have for that person. They're going to come back and bite you in your ass. Mm -hmm. You got to believe me on that. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at that flag, it's like, it doesn't look quite red. I think it's mm -hmm. more pinkish. It's, it's kind of like, you know, pale pink. It's like fuchsia. It's like right. magenta, whatever. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. That... Um, over overlooking that flag, whether you think it's red or whether you think it's pink, baby, when it comes black, yeah. like glaring, yeah, you're gonna wish that you had looked at that a yep. little bit closer mm -hmm. eight months yep. ago, a year ago, yep. five years ago, because it is gonna come back and it is yep. like with a vengeance. Yeah, you have got to believe me on this because we ignore red flags every day, right. or we call red flags pink flags for yeah. the sake of the person that we love. And, and um, I think even the term red, like, it's just a protection. Absolutely. It's a protection. Like, that's God saying, hey, psst, look. Pay attention. Remember you didn't like this last time. You broke up with the guy, but this one's doing, pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Uh-huh. Pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> if y'all only knew. Pay attention. <laughs> because what is a red light? You need to stop, stop. at a red light. Exactly. If you go stop through that ball. intersection, right. you risk getting into a car right. accident, injuring yourself, injuring others, right? A stop sign is red. You need to stop at this intersection. You need to mm -hmm. stop at the end of this street. It's red for a reason. Exactly. It's alerting us to fear. It's right. alerting us to danger. It's alerting us to things that could potentially hurt right. us. And if we ignore that, what is the outcome? And I also think that if you see a flag and it might be pink, communicate and ask about it. Don't just say, well, I don't want to ask about it. I don't want to piss them off or mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to seem needy or I don't want to say, no, ask about it. Because if I go out with a guy and he doesn't hold the door for me, I have a mind to be like, oh, he's not a gentleman. Bye. Mm -hmm. But I have to be like, why? And maybe I was walking too fast. Maybe his hands were full. Maybe, you know, so I'm, I'm using that as a silly example, but 
if it's a concrete red flag, you've got to pay attention to it. And if it might be pink, you have the right to question it. Absolutely. You know? And if you question those pink or red flags and you are not getting the, the response, result, result mm-hmm. the response mm-hmm. from your person, from your partner, that's also a bigger red that's flag. That's the answer. Because, that's the answer. Right, and that's the answer that you need because we should be able to talk about things as adults. And the other thing is, if you don't know yourself and you're not comfortable with yourself and you see why what might potentially be a red flag... You have, I feel like those people run the risk of ignoring it more. Yeah. Because, no, it's not a big deal. Or it's not, they brush it off. Um, Because you have to know what you stand for in a relationship, what you bring to the relationship, what you want from a relationship. Absolutely. To to know what to weed out and what to keep, who to to get rid of and who to keep. Mm -hmm. Um, You you said something before, because I don't know that everybody has red flags. You made a comment before, like, I might have my own red flags. And I remember... When we got off the phone, I remember thinking, yep, I remember do you that remember conversation. that? Yeah. And I remember thinking, do, does everybody? I think, I think red flags, a guy could walk through the door right now. Mm-hmm. You could date him. He could have red flags. I could date him. He might have a different set of red flags for me. You know what I'm saying? But either way, they still need to be recognized and discussed. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what you want from a relationship, if I know what I want from a relationship, like, it does if it don't fit it don't fit yeah and that's the thing i keep saying it's like people are scared to 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 exit a relationship as if another one won't come along mm-hmm. i think the fear in this time and age is that the dating pool has so much other stuff in it besides that is so true decent though. and whole that and healed true. and healthy men <laughs> that it's just true. like i'm just going to stick this thing out because yeah. i don't know and it's i don't think people believe that another one won't come along i think they don't know when it will happen because that is dating true. is so different now. Yeah. And so they would much rather stay invested in where they are than risk not knowing when something the else is going know. to come along. You the know, devil the you devil know. you know, mm-hmm. right? It's better than the one you don't know. It's the better than the one yeah. you don't know. And so I think that's what keeps a lot of relationships together is because it's, listen, have y'all been in the dating pool in the last few years? Get, yo. Tiptoe and the water are toxic. Oh my you need to have on a hazmat suit. Yeah. And you know, I was listening. Oh, well, I wasn't listening. I was scrolling the Instagram Explorer page a few days ago, and I heard a pastor talking about the dating pool okay. from the woman's perspective. He mm-hmm. was a male, but talking about the dating pool from a woman's perspective. And he was saying how all the women in his congregation, or his sisters, or his friends, his neighbors, whomever, um, always say that there's like pee in the dating pool, right? And he said, but why do you think when you look into that dating pool that there's so much pee and there's so much toxicity and there's so much this and so much that? And he was mm-hmm. like, is that what you're attracting? Because someone else could look at the same dating pool and see a completely different pool of men. True. And so oftentimes we attract from the areas that we're not healed in. Yeah. Oftentimes we, you know, we, we attach to the wounds that still need healing. And so we grab onto people who can kind of just, you know, make us feel warm yeah. and fuzzy inside because we're so damaged and we don't really want to do bonding. the work in trauma mm-hmm. bonding. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he was saying. You and I can have a complete different, yeah. you know, perception of the ex- exact same dating pool. What are we attracting? And that's, I remember having a conversation, you know, how, you know how people say, well, you attract what you put out. Mm-hmm. You attract what you put out. And I remember having a conversation with somebody years ago. And they were like, well, I keep, you know, attracting jerks. But I'm not a jerk. So does that mean I'm a jerk if I'm attracting jerks? I said, no. Mm-hmm. I said, but what it does mean is if you have, for me, it's like if you have a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think that all men are jerks, then, then those are the ones that are going to prove you right. 
Those the are the ones power that you were of the tongue. Right. So start changing and say, well, he was a jerk, but that doesn't apply to all of them. Or even they were jerks, but that doesn't apply to all of them. Mm-hmm. But if you sit here and go, all men are jerks, then you're right. Yeah. You're yeah. right. And I mean, and let's be realistic here and be very honest and candid. Dating has changed a it lot. Has. It okay, has. so we don't want to like undermine that or just sweep that under the rug because dating has changed a lot. But I know for a fact that good men exist, good they women exist. Um, they are good men and good women exist. Mm-hmm. I know good women. I know good men. Yeah. Right. I just think that this day and age, there's such a, I don't know. There's a a disconnect oh. in what relationships used to feel like and look like yeah. and because everybody is just so what is the word um what i have noticed <laughs> since um <laughs> my marriage ended in 2021 february of 2021 and i was briefly dating before i became into a serious relationship what i noticed is that a lot of the men that I was running into are just completely different than the men I would have ran into 20 years ago. I would agree. I would agree. I ran into men that were very attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. I ran into men who were very... Um, and we're, we've been throwing this word around in like the last year or so that everyone is a narcissist, right? And narcissism is like a real disorder. That's a whole, yeah. It's like a real thing, right? Narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. But people can have narcissistic um, traits qualities, and yeah. qualities. Mm-hmm. And I've run into so many. I, I date men, so I've run into so many males mm-hmm. with those traits and qualities that I'm like, is this all that's out there? <laughs> because it's like you're running into the same person over and over again, just yeah. in a different body. And um, I'm also understanding with men, the older that I get, that so many of them have mother wounds. Mm-hmm. You know how they're quick to say mm-hmm. women have daddy wounds yeah. and daddy issues? Yeah. So many men yeah. have mother issues and mother wounds that they don't even, that know they they don't even acknowledge yeah. that they... Um, unintentionally take out on yeah. their partner yeah. because they don't know that that's a, a trauma or a pain that was yeah. caused by their mom, right? Um, or by their parent because men can have daddy issues too, right? It doesn't really matter the the parent, but I'm just, I'm running into that. And so I have to be really intentional because I am such a giving person yeah. and I just give, give, give. And I want you to be happy, even if that means I'm unhappy as I'm moving forward. That can that's right. no longer sustainable. Right. right. I've done it for so it's long. Not. I don't have anything left yeah. to really give anybody else because I'm using what I have left to heal me yeah. and to pour back into me. And that's I was about to say that like everybody just needs healing, right? He- everybody needs healing, and I we feel all like need to be in therapy. All of us get on the line. Hello, help me. Um, uh, make that appointment. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like everybody needs healing, and if healing happened for the women, right? Um. If we had the self-esteem that God wanted us to have, mm. then we would have a certain expectation. Yep. And if enough of us got that ball rolling, then I feel like the men will follow. Because what, and this, I don't have statistics. This is just me in my own head thinking but drawing conclusions. Men, the men that we're talking about, right? The ones who don't do the best, the ones who are playing games, the one who, they do that because it's worked for them in the past. Yep. 
men are, you know, and people, people can be creatures of habit. Yeah. But I, like, but men yeah, specifically are men's very music. much creatures of habit. Yeah. And yeah. so I feel like, you know, I date men also. And so I feel like men do what, what has worked for them in the mm-hmm. past. Well, let me try it with this one. It worked last mm-hmm. time. Let me try it with that one. Absolutely. It worked two girls ago. Let me try. And so, but we, if we're givers and we don't know ourselves and we don't know our worth and we don't know our purpose, then we'll take whatever's there because we're lonely or we'll take whatever's mm-hmm. there because we don't know when we're going to get another chance at a relationship or something. But if we get rid of that and we really take the time to be single and learn ourselves and be happy with ourselves, the person that God, God didn't make you on a state. He made you on purpose, right? right? So know that and live in that. Um, but if, if women, I feel like if women knew their purposes and if women had the self-esteem that God intended for us to have, then the whole dating game would change. Absolutely. I, and I'm not blaming women. I'm not, I understand everybody has a trauma. Every Like mm-hmm. I am a woman. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been there. We've all been there. But you can't stay there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that I'm saying. You have to learn and do better and have higher expectations because the men are going to meet. There's always going to be a man... I'm, we're not man bashing. I want to say that. Oh, like, no, we're I not love male men. Ba- <laughs> and specifically black men. I love you. Right. Like, you Hello? guys, like, I love our black right. men. Right, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely. love y'all wholly. Yep. I love you fully. All the way. To the core. All the way. I just want us as a people, as yeah. a culture, as a whole, to be better and do better. Right. So that the generations coming up behind us has a, an example, a better example and a better chance than we had, yeah. right? And that's what it's all about. And I, I've heard this so many times in my adulthood, like expectations is the quickest way to disappointment. Right. But it's but like, no. no, expectations should exist in a relationship. I should have expectations of yeah. my partner. Yep. Like, what, yep. Does, what does a relationship look like without expectations? Right. We are in expectation of God every day. Yeah. We're expecting God mm-hmm. to be who God is in our individual yeah. lives, right? For he or she to show up for us so we can hold God in expectation, but not who God has purpose in our lives. Right. So not who we've right. chosen right. to be in our lives. Like that makes no that sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. Because if everybody has standards and everybody has, then it's okay to, to, to not match. It's okay to be, you know, and I personally, I've always said, and I think this is why when I'm single, I'm single for so long. Because I've always said it's going to take a special man to take me away from my singlehood. Mm. Because I enjoy being single so much. Like, I don't have to be booed up just because I'm, I'm alone. Because I'm not a lonely person. I'm alone. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not lonely. And so I've always said it's going to take a special man to... Do you know how pleasant it is being single? Mm. I'm enjoying these moments where I don't have to be like, babe, what do you want to eat? Not that I wouldn't. I do that in relationship. You know what I mean? But sometimes, you know, people in relationships, it's like, Lord, let me just go to, let me just go pick up. Let me go order a pizza. Let me, you know. Girl, when they come over here and disturb your peace. Right. And they didn't have to. But I I only want somebody who's going to add to the peace. That's it. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like, don't detract from my happiness, Mm -hmm. my peace. Mm -hmm. I'm peaceful. Mm -hmm. Jenna is peaceful by Mm -hmm. herself. And our happiness and our peace is our ultimately our own individual responsibility, right? Right. No other person can, can make, make you, you happy. But you can add a subtract from it. But they can add to your happiness yeah. or they can subtract from your happiness. And I think so many adults get that wrong because I hear so many adults say, you don't make me happy. And you they're don't not make supposed happy. to. I, it's not my responsibility not to, to make you happy. You're supposed to be happy, happy with by yourself. yourself and then I'm supposed to add to your yeah. happiness. And if I'm not adding to your happiness and I'm subtracting from it, then by all means. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But... To ex- to have this, um, oh. you know, this ex- th- not even an expectation. What do we call this? To have this, um, 
to be in relationship and to feel like I should guarantee your happiness. Right. That's pressure. Do you know how much pressure that puts on the that's, that's not. That's not on I can't me, bro. make you happy. I can't make you happy. You have to be happy with yourself. Right. And then I add to. And right. hopefully I don't take from. Right. You know, that's the goal. And I think so many people don't understand that. And they don't. They don't. Because you have to be whole before you get into a relationship. And so many of us are broken. In relationships. And that's why I hate this whole debate about relationships are 100-100 or relationships are 50-50. Whatever. Relationships are two whole people. Yeah. Let's just be whole and whole and then get together. Yeah. Like, why? Why? I don't want to assign a number to you it. You do the parts that you're great at. I handle the parts right. that I'm great at. We meet in the middle and it works, right? Because we all have things that we're healing through, mm-hmm. that we're working mm-hmm. through. And when you're in relationship with someone, things are going to come right. up. Our parents are getting older, so you're looking at illnesses yeah. or even, you know, them caretaking. passing away, caretaking, yeah. things like that. Um, for those of us who have children who may be transitioning from, you know, high school to college yeah. or from high school to out of the home, there's always going to be something. Yeah. I want to be able to look at my person and know this that person got me. has yeah. me. And they can look at me. And know and that I have right. them. Whether I have had a bad day, whether I have mm-hmm. had a phenomenal day, whether I'm dealing with the caretaking of a parent, whether I'm dealing with the illness of my kid, yeah. whether I'm dealing with financial issues, do you have me? Right. Or is your love more on the conditions that everything have to be good? Right. Because to expect like perfection is impossible. I'm not going to be a perfect partner right. every day, but I no. promise to try to give you my best every day. Yeah, exactly. I can give you right. my best. Right. My best effort. Um, my best attempt, yeah. but I'm never going to be the perfect woman for anyone. Right. And so many men have this expectation that they need you to be, you know, the next best thing since Jesus Christ. And, and it's like, that's not me. That's not that's me. Not and role. I'll never be that person nope. to you, but I will be as good as I can to you. I'm going to love yeah. you. I'm going to be dedicated and committed and faithful to you. I'm going to support you. Yeah. I'm going to encourage mm-hmm. you. I'm going to push you towards your yeah. dreams and your aspirations. I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. I'm going to provide a safe space for you. Um, and that's really all I can do yeah. as your person. Yeah. Everything else is on you. Yes, you. Right. To build within yourself. Yeah. And it's for me to kind of like, you know, just add to what you're building. And I think that's where relationships go wrong now. Yeah. Because everybody wants to depend on the other for the stuff that they should already have within them. Because the thing is, you know, life is hard enough. As it is. And as two individuals coming together to be in a relationship, you have your life, they have their life, they have their perceptions and whatever from that life Mm -hmm. and they come together and try to do a whole new life together and it's like you have to be whole in order to do that because if if life is doing its thing and now you're putting all the pressure on your on your spouse or partner to make me happy now i'm upset make me happy no they they can they can try to cheer you up Mm -hmm. they can do things for you but you have to be happy within yourself Mm -hmm. first absolutely before you can do anything and like wholeness and healing is a continuous journey yeah because you're always healing yeah. from something, right? Um, because life is going to light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing about and this is. life and people in our lives, what, what is our thing? They shenan once, they They're are going to shenan, shenan again. again. Exactly. Okay? So, so it's a continuous journey. Um, and I think for some people, and I'm saying this for men especially and specifically just from the conversations that I've had with black men about this, yeah. they feel like, oh, I'm over that. 
I'm good with that. And they don't deal with it. And they never deal with it. And ignoring it doesn't make it go away. It it grows inside of you. It festers. And then it's coming out in in Mm -hmm. other ways on people who did nothing to you. Who have not hurt you. Who have not harmed you. And you don't even realize that's what you're spewing at them. Because you have convinced yourself that you're holding, you're healed, and you've moved on Mm -hmm. forward. And you haven't even began to grace the surface of the work that needs to be done. And we're damaging each other. And we're harming each other when we do that. And it's so important because the relation if relationships are a big deal, right? That that broken man, that unhealed man, will get into relationship after relationship after relationship. And how many relationships will they have to go through? And this is men and women, yeah. How many relationships will they have to go to before they realize, wait a minute, the same thing keeps happening to me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big conclusion to come to. And so maybe I'm the problem. Maybe right. I'm the issue. Hello, hi. And I'm also the taking responsibility mm-hmm. for the people that you're hurting along the right. way because hurt people. Hurt people. And I have said that so many times on this podcast. Hurt people hurt people. Right. You could have the best intentions in the world. Right. But if you have not done the healing that you need to do to Mm -hmm. be whole, to be healthy, don't go love another person yet. Just take a seat and get it together. And it's okay. Yeah. It is okay. When it's your time, whoever was destined for you will be there. Like Absolutely. I just feel like we... We're not ready to love, but we want love so desperately that we yeah. don't even realize how we are wounding those who literally came yeah. into our lives with good intentions. Yeah. yeah, that is very true. And I think that's another thing because that came up today in the conference. Um, the lady didn't know what love was. Yeah. One of the one of the attendees mm-hmm. didn't know. And I and I can I can relate to that. Having Absolutely. to be like, what does love mean? Because I know what anger means. Yep. I know what jealousy yep. means. I know what hurt means. Yeah. But what does love mean? What does like, it feel like? What does it feel like? How do you know mm-hmm. if you're being loved? How do you know if you're loving? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you know? Like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to go to the Bible. Because, and this is another thing, and I've written about it before, like, people always get caught up in stuff. Love is patient. Love is kind. Keeps no record of wrong. da, da, da. But then it also keeps going. I feel like people stop there. They do. That verse keeps going. It's a long passage. It's it's long. Yes. And people stop there. Love is patient. Love is kind. I got that. And then you end up getting walked over. And then you're tired and stressed out. Like you said, nothing more to give. But you're patient and you're kind. And Mm -hmm. it's like, keep reading, sis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Keep reading, bro. Keep reading, bro. Right. (laughs) Like, there's a whole lot more. And that's if you... As if you, some people know what love is. Some people know how to do it. Some people are, are okay with that. But for others, people struggle with that. Like, that's a real thing, you know? Um, ha- recognizing it. Recognizing it if you're doing it or not doing it. Or, because you also can't blame somebody for not recognizing the love that you think you're giving. Like, that's a whole another thing. You might think you're doing it, but for that particular person, it's not being received that way. And mm-hmm. I feel like so many people just don't, understand that it's okay to not be a match like it's okay to to differ on this and it's okay to go your separate way like I, I don't know I just I just feel like people get stuck in situations because they feel like they have no other option yeah and I think I'll, I'm always going to go back to that like listen you constantly remind me friend there are eight billion people eight billion in people. this world <laughs> go get another one like there are eight billion people friend right. like we have had that conversation mm-hmm. so many times because you just be like oh my god like this is happening she's like Girl, there's 8 billion people. Go get another one. What, like, what, what, what is the problem? There's 8 billion people. Um, 
And like I said, I think that goes back to my childhood wounds of yeah. my abandonment yeah. issues. It's like, I would rather you stay and yeah. you be happy and me be miserable than for you to leave. Mm-mm. Don't leave. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that ever again. Don't, I'm, oh, I won't ever okay. do that you again. You promise that. That's, I, that ain't all right. And we'll talk more about that off yeah. camera. But That's, that is not all right. That has I'm been, glad you recognize it, though. Yes, I recognize it as I've been on my healing journey. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't yeah. recognize it before I began healing. Yeah. Didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. But once I began healing, I was just like, wait a second. Yeah. Sis, what are you doing? Because you'll also be tested. You'll also be tested. So there might be people who come into your life who want to take, 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 take. And you're going to be tempted to give, 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 give. That's your test, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's your test. Me having firmer boundaries has been mm-hmm. like my kryptonite. Like, that's yeah. the thing that I think is either going to propel me on my healing journey or it's going to set me back on my healing journey because it's the thing that I struggle with the most you know is setting boundaries and I am just these tests that are coming up in my life right Mm -hmm. now sis God is real amen hallelujah because (laughs) y'all uh, yes, he is. He's real. Yes, he is. Because I passed a test that I would have failed. Yes, you did. I can't even say a, a year ago that I probably would have failed like six months ago. Yeah. I passed a test. You did pass the entire test. And it was so ironic when we were sitting in the event today and she was asking the audience of 45 black women and women of color, do you have one person you can go to with your stuff? Mm -hmm. And when I looked at her, Mm -hmm. it just took me back to before the event started when I went to her with my stuff this morning. Yeah. Like before the event started, I'm like, Jay, listen, this is what happened. This is what I'm experiencing. And I trust her with Mm -hmm. my stuff, with the matters Mm -hmm. of my heart. And so when she said, do you have that one person? It wasn't anybody in my family. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anybody that I grew up with, you know, that has been in my life for 30 plus years. It's my friend that I met at church, Yeah. you know, a decade plus ago yeah. at church that has evolved into a sisterhood that I value so much mm-hmm. because life is hard mm-hmm. and you need good people mm-hmm. in your life to help you navigate. And sometimes just to kind of like be like, you are not alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we have different experiences because I have children and Jay, you don't, right. but when we met up for dinner, mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. even you being my friend for over a decade now and you not having children by choice, mm-hmm. we're able to see and acknowledge mm, how I mother yeah. my children yeah. and that meant so much yeah. to me. And so just having people in your life that see you. Yeah. They see you trying. Yeah. They, they know you're not perfect, but they see you trying. They see you doing your best. That's what keeps you, like, wanting to even yeah. go harder and go for more. I was like, when you told me that, I was like, you was like, no, my friends, like, all of you, like, you oh, and your name. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. He was like, you are all good mothers. Like, period. And like, it's not that you guys haven't been through trauma mm-hmm, and divorces mm-hmm. and whatever issues that we have all experienced. But you guys yeah. are like remarkable yeah. mothers. And I was like, that's like yeah. the most special thing you can say to me because I love my kids so much and everything I do. Like, I really feel like my healing journey was to give my kids a better chance than I had. I didn't come into a good chance. Mm-hmm. And so me being the healed version of myself mm-hmm. allows them to have a different childhood than yeah. I had. It allows them to have a different experience with me as their mother yeah. than I had with my mother. Yeah. It just sets them up for a higher chance than what I was ever given. Yeah. 
And so my healing isn't just so I can find a man and get married right, and go right, on vacation. Right, no, my healing right. extends way past that. And I'm glad you clarified that because that is not what we're talking about. We're not just telling you how to get a man. Right. It's that way is not, deeper well, it's than so that. It's so much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. So much deeper than that. It's so much deeper than that. So yeah, healing. Like that's the one thing. That I thought I that meant something to you because I, as a non-mother. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how that would be received. I oh, thought that no, was just it, like, oh. no, it meant so much. Because I'm like, it's hard. <laughs> and yeah. it's even harder when you're doing it alone. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I can imagine. You know? And so for you to see that, mm-hmm. that just showed like, me. Just like just the conversations that you tell me that you have with your children. I feel like you and I couldn't have that with our mothers. Absolutely not. The generation is different. Us being, are you Gen X? I'm Gen X. I don't know. But like, I'm are you a millennial? millennial? You're a millennial. But like, I'm on the cusp though. So yeah, I'm about to be joining. Yeah, you, in you a might. Bit. You might be. A, yeah. I'm, I'm be um, a bit. But like the boomers love the boomers. Love the boomers. But I think the boomers grew up under their parents who did certain stuff and parented a certain way, and now we're trying to undo all of that damage. Ooh wee. <laughs> Let's just call a thing a thing. Baby. Let's call a thing a thing. Yeah. We are trying to undo all the damage. The seen and not heard and go sit down. The, 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 the parenting us all the same. Even all though we're same. different siblings. And it like, doesn't matter where we grew up. Yeah. If we are the children of boomers, we were all raised the same way. <laughs> I don't care if you grew up in yeah. North Carolina yeah. or if you grew up in Kansas City. Yeah. I don't care if you grew up in Philly mm-hmm. or you grew up in Virginia. If you are the child of a boomer, yeah. more than likely our childhoods mimic one another. Yeah. And so now we're trying to undo all that damage. And oftentimes our parents are feeling like they didn't even do anything or they have no responsibility. And because in their mind, they probably parented us differently than they were parented. So exactly. they broke it. In so they mind, felt like they broke it. It's like, no. And I think that's another reason, like when you said that be seen and not heard thing. Yeah. I think that's another reason why I have such a hard, where I had such a hard time speaking up in relationships because I've never been able to use my voice before ever. And that's so funny because I also was that way, mm-hmm. like raised that way, like get companies here, go in the back, don't, don't say nothing, don't. I couldn't talk back. Mm-hmm. Was not allowed to have an opinion. Couldn't even ask a question. Right. Because that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Don't, I said what I said. Don't mm-hmm. question me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think in relationships, that makes me do it more. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have to... So you internalized it differently than I did. Yeah. 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 Because I'm very like, nope, not going to so say anything. So you still hold it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I get a kick out of speaking my mm-hmm. mind now. Mm-hmm. I, I wish somebody would. I still struggle. To, I still struggle with it because I wasn't allowed to use my voice. Mm. And so once you reach adulthood, now you're trying to find your voice. And it's yeah. like, I don't even know if I have one. I've never used it before. And I think once I was, like when she said today, when the presenter said today, like, but you're, when you're 18, you can, because I think at that moment, mm. I was just like, shoo, don't have to do that no more. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's literally how I, how I felt. So, mm. that's so funny. I know. How everybody... You could have the same. That's how siblings can be so different. Yep. Siblings can grow up in the same, same house, house and have, and have different experiences. Different experience. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. And that's why parenting your children differently matters as well. And that and that statement right there, parenting your children different mm-hmm. matters, because that's showing that you're valuing them as an individual. As an individual. And. We were not individuals. No, we weren't. We were all grouped together. You're the you are a child. All you of are your children. You are all children, and Period. that's it. There is no. Uh, Therefore, all of you have to do this. Period. I, I, that's how it felt, anyway. It, no, that's, that's how, how it was. felt. That's how. No, that's how it was. That's <laughs> because how I'm was. trying to put myself in a boomer shoes, mm-hmm. like growing up. However, they grew up because none of us were here to see that either. Um, and like the lady said, one of the attendees said, 
They don't talk about stuff. Don't talk about stuff. The boomers don't share information. What happens in this house stays in this house. And if you were a child, you really didn't even but know what was happening But how are people supposed to learn? I think there's also a thing that also assumed from the boomers to generations beneath it. Like, you're just supposed to know how to do certain things. Yeah. You're just supposed to know stuff. So we weren't allowed to question. Nope. But we're fumbling, then getting in trouble for the fumble. But you didn't tell us how to do it. How to do it to begin with. So, mm. I know. That's what I'm saying. The, the healing is the most important part of this life. Yeah. The healing part. Mm, mm, mm. We're all recovering from something. Something. We're all recovering from something. I did not want to. I spent so much of my children's early childhood unhealed. Okay. And so when I put all of us in therapy, the kids too, the first <laughs> thing I said to my therapist was, I don't want to raise kids who have to recover from their childhoods yeah. like I did. Yeah. You know, and so I tried as soon as I was able to, as soon as I recognized, mm-hmm. as soon as I acknowledged the work mm-hmm. that I needed to do, I got them started on their work now um, so that they can already be building yeah. what they need, yeah. you know, to be a better adult than mm-hmm. I was at their age, you know. And so that's how we change generations. Yeah. That's how we break the curse. But that first takes recognizing that there might be an issue. Yeah. And I feel like and for so many people. Prior, the generation yeah, do that. prior generation and they kept it quiet. Yeah, they did, and even in the generation that we are in, whether we are in the same generation or not, mm-hmm. is that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. But so many people find so much difficulty in admitting fault. That part. It's that, that part. part, and that's what prevents you from healing and learning and learning and growing. That's why people, you could be a good person, but you can still be the villain in somebody else's story. Period. Period, friends. <laughs> Period. That's friend. why. Because in your mind, if you do nothing wrong ever. If you're, you are always right. Mm-hmm. The other person yeah, is always, always wrong. wrong. It's always Everything them. It's never them. you. It's never you. That's why you're the villain in other people's story. But what does that say? Like, at what point in your life do you have to be like, wait a second, I can't be always right. Because I don't because know Because there everything. has to be a fear in admitting fault. That that's what, what that means. So to what me. prevents us from admitting fault? Like, what do you think that is internally that makes a person be like, "Oh no, it can't be me." I think that goes back to the vulnerability. And not allowed to make mistakes. A lot of people also were ra- like, I feel like um, mistakes were like, "Yeah, don't do it." Yeah, you better be perfect. Like, don't make them. So people are afraid to make mistakes. So as that, if people aren't healed from that, then they can't make mistakes. So if I do something to you, then you probably deserved it. Mm. then you probably you know well, so you it's, justified. it's justified it's justified right mm-hmm. and with me with my girls they make mistakes all the time i let them i and allow you them. let them I because let them. mistakes are not the end of the world they're not mistakes are literally the stepping stone and even though i don't have children i teach kindergarten mm-hmm. so i do that with my babies in the classroom yep you, you know have what I mean? to right so they make mistakes they're fine they're gonna make and that's why I tell some of these parents because sometimes the parents will come to me and like I can't believe they did and I'm like why they've only been on the planet five years five years and only about three of those years involve language and understanding so they don't know everything our brains are not fully developed until so we're like we are 20, 25 yeah like and we just expect people to have it all together and have all the answers and get it right and how at 39 years old I'm still learning right I am still growing mm-hmm. I am still evolving and I am still healing from things from childhood, things that happened yesterday, yeah. things that happened a year ago. <laughs> I am, he- I'm healing, y'all. 
okay in real time in real right, life that's a good way to put that i'm in healing real in real time in like real as time. we are mm-hmm. recording this right <laughs> as we are filming this i am healing period okay mm-hmm. i'm i'm i am looking forward to my therapy session there you go this week because i am healing here you are I am healing yes. from things that have transpired yes. in the last 24 hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm showing up in this space not to make it seem like I don't have, have any problems right. or I have it all right. together. Right. But I'm showing up in this space being authentic, saying I don't have mm-hmm. it all together. Right. And I don't have all the answers. But this is what I do have and this is what I want to share with right. you because this is what I've learned on exactly. my journey. None of us have. I'm divorced. I've been divorced two years. Like, the one who wasn't itching to get married got married and then got divorced. Like... And child, like we're all life still is, learning. We're all still learning. But I think we all have to take accountability for the healing that we need to do, um, so that we're not responsible for somebody else's falling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, take responsibility for what you need to take responsibility for. Learn how to apologize. Learn how to grow. Apologize. And mean it. And mean it. Because plenty of people know how to say the words. But a lot of people say it just to move on. Because a real apology is changed behavior. It changed behavior, exactly. It's not the word, mm-hmm. it's not the phrase, right? Mm-hmm. It's the behavior that follows the phrase yep. and follows the words, right? And the consistency of yeah. that changed behavior. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, because don't just change it one time and then you go back to your normal ways. Because that's manipulation. Can we... Child. Wait a second. Child. You're here, uh-huh. Right about back. to remix it right. on y'all real quick. <laughs> That's been like a, a ongoing thing. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Manipulating, breadcrumbing, breadcrumbing, yep. gaslighting. Yep. When did that become such a thing? Because y'all know, I was in when I was with my husband. We were in an eighteen-year relationship, a fifteen-year marriage. That wasn't so prevalent. No. Before I entered that relationship with right. him for almost two decades, mm-hmm. so we're talking about almost twenty yeah. years of me being with him. And not knowing yeah. how trash mm-hmm. everything else yeah. could potentially be. The gaslighting, yeah. the breadcrumbing, and the manipulating that is happening out here in these streets should be freaking... <laughs> it should be a crime. should be. It like, really what, should be. And what does that stem from? Uh, how, I feel like, I feel like that's some, that honestly, I feel like it stems from selfishness. That This is just me, right? No, I see so that. I'm thinking, uh-huh. okay. I, I'm so, with you. I'm tracking. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if a guy is with me or if mm-hmm. I'm with a guy and I start lying to him or, you know, breadcrumb, or he's upset with me and I, you know, do a little bit to make him to get over it and then, you know, pull back a little bit or, you know, if I'm playing that game, it's selfish for me because I don't want him to leave or at least. I don't want him to leave on his terms. Yeah. If you you leave, want to control the narrative. It's controlling and it's selfish. So if I can keep you around, I roll. You know what I mean? If I can keep you around um, for what I need you to be around for, then I'm getting what I want. Case closed. Done. So I think it's manipulation. Like the times that men have lied or done the breadcrumbing or the gaslight, try to blame it on me, try to blame it. That's usually, you notice that doesn't happen during happy moments. That happens during an argument. That happens when you're about to break up and now they want to go, actually, I didn't even do that. You did. Because one day you can be the love of their life and the next day everything about you is wrong. Yep. It's very temper tantrum-ish. 
So you want to leave? No, I'm going to throw a temper down. You remember that time you, you did it first. You did it last time. You know, now they're trying to villainize you to try to make you feel guilty so that you, so that they can stay and that they can get what they want. I think we need to do an entire separate episode <laughs> just about that in relationships because yeah, that's, we a, that's an interesting dynamic. We wouldn't have enough time to really dive deep into that dynamic. In this but episode. I also think it goes back to people do what works for them mm-hmm. or what has worked in the past. People so do what you let them get away with. Exactly. Okay. And you taking it back to where we started. Mm-hmm. If you know who you are and you know your worth, then then you can nip that in the bud. In the bud off jump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and people don't have a chance to play with you the way they're going to try to play with the you. way they're going to try what do you in your experience feel is the best way to move on from a relationship that possibly you never saw ending mm. analyzing it number one you have to think about it mm-hmm. and you have to be real when you think about it you cannot think about it in terms of he did this wrong he did that wrong he did no Yes, those things might be true, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, you have to look at what did I allow? What did I miss? Mm-hmm. What did I ignore? And what did I, I pay do? Attention? What mm-hmm. did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, so realize that it took two of y'all to be in it, and the next time you're in a relationship, it's going to take two of y'all again, and you're the same person. All your relationships have you in common. So, And if you go into that next one, the same way you were in the last one, get the same that's result. the cycle that we're talking about. And you can't blame your, your partner it's for that. This, it's the vicious cycle of insanity, doing yeah. the same thing over expecting and over again, but results. expecting a different mm-hmm. result. Yeah. So I think looking at it honestly, also realizing that it is so hard for me to have these conversations without bringing God into it. Because Bring I just him feel in. Like, you know what I mean? It's so hard it's for me to It's a God-fearing parent podcast. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but Hallelujah. Like, my Bible says that our steps are ordered. They are. So if your steps are ordered and you get into this relationship and then the relationship doesn't work out, that's supposed to be that way. But make sure you're learning. You learn from it. You know, don't get so hung up on this guy or this girl or whoever that you can't go on without that person. Because mm-hmm. now you've idolized that person. And God speaks very highly about having idols. And if that, if you make that person an idol, you can go ahead and kiss the relationship goodbye. Yeah. That person can't be your... That's why we say you have to make yourself happy. You have to be. You have to find other things to be happy. If you're happy in God mm-hmm. and your purpose and what God, who God is in your life, who you are in God's life, like you have to be secure in that before entering into a relationship because if you don't have that, then you, you might idolize this person or you might idolize the relationship or something. And if that happens, then it's going to fail anyway. I'm glad that you mentioned the part about our steps being ordered because I think so often we feel like if something doesn't work out that there's a possibility it wasn't supposed to be that way. But if something doesn't work out, it was meant to not work right. out. And oftentimes that's God's protection mm-hmm. and that's God's redirection. Absolutely. And I feel like if you're we, paying attention, if you're paying attention and I feel like earlier when we were discussing like getting to our purpose and who God purposed mm-hmm. us to be, every experience that we have in life is a character builder to get us to that place. Learning experience. It's a mm-hmm. learning experience. So it's like, oh, like this didn't work out. I right. never saw that coming. Like, oh my God, like, right. what is what's happening now right. that this is supposed to work? So mm-hmm. I gotta, I'm gonna stay in. I'm gonna make it work. And God is saying the whole time, no, you were supposed to be in this relationship for this a certain amount of time to learn to, this, to learn this, and, apply. and then mm-hmm. apply it in your next, you right. know, situation. Right. Um, and I think so often we try to play God in our own Ooh. lives. 
I'm gonna look out the window on that one. Look out the window, sis. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep talking. I'm we here. want to be God so bad, mm. and we want to control mm. every aspect of our life, and we think that we know which direction we should be going, and we think we know who we're supposed to be with, and what our relationships are supposed to look like and feel like. When God is saying, "This is not even the person that I want for you, that mm. I purpose for you, that I literally created for you. This is just a person along your journey." I'm gonna still look out the window on that one. This is a person that is along your journey. You have not even become who you're supposed to be to get to the person that I made for you. Right. Can we just talk about it? We have to stop playing God in our lives and let God be God. The other thing, if we talk about God in relationships, let's talk about it. Don't get into a relationship off of your own free will and then when the relationship starts going downhill and then you say stuff like God please help this relationship. If you ain't asked God to be in it, what responsibility does he have to you going, okay. Because if God won't in it from the beginning, why you want him at, in it in the ending? You did everything else without him? You did everything else without that, without God in the relationship, and now you. And then you need God to save, to save it. it. When God you won't never supposed to be in it, you ask it. Him God was never in it to begin with. Girl, I'm looking out the window, and I'm looking with you, so I don't know what the. I'm gonna look at the. just gonna look at the bush because it's yeah. bush. It's a pretty day. It is a beautiful in day Maryland. here. The weather is perfect. <laughs> it it's is. been raining so much I in Virginia, know, but it has been. Yeah, it's been cloudy here. But, um, Listen, but yeah, y'all. That's all. Don't play. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stay oh. in your lane. Let God be God. He is God all by himself. He does mm -hmm. not need our help to be God. Oh. He, we don't have, we don't even know enough to be able to think that we can control these aspects of our life. God has already pre-ordered, predestined our steps and everything that happens to us along the way, whether it's good or bad, whether it feels good or not, is a part of the journey to get us to the point to be the person that we were purposed to be. And I am learning that in real time. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. I am learning it in real time. So I'm not speaking from a place of, oh, I heard this. Or right, I read this right, in a right, book. Or right. somebody told me. No, I'm literally telling you this because I'm walking through this experience yeah. right now. Yeah. That what I am going through is literally helping me become the person that God wants me to be. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Right. That it's going to be easy. Right. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But we have to stop. I went to a funeral a couple of weeks ago. Um, tragic ending to someone that I, I knew. And everyone is really upset about how her life came to an end. And the pastor said, um, as a part of the eulogy, we are so quick to get angry with God when things don't go right in our lives. Why don't we ever get mad with the enemy? Mm-hmm. We stay mad with God about everything. Right. And God is the right. God that can handle our emotions. Yeah. That can handle our frustrations and our anger. But why do we get mad with God but not get mad with the forces that are working against us? Kill, we don't kill, get kill steal, and destroy. Kill, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And that's what the enemy does. Mm -hmm. God is a the prince of peace. Yeah. If you don't have peace in your relationship, God guess what else in, is missing? God ain't in that. Guess what else is missing? God ain't in that. Mm-mm. Still kill and destroy. Yeah. When you think about those three aspects, right? Who and you look at right. your life. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, you can point out what's not right when you look at still kill and destroy. This person is stealing my peace. Mm -hmm. This person is destroying my sanity. Yeah. Like, why are we angry with God when things fall apart and not be like, no, that was the work of the enemy. But you also have to know that God might allow it. 
And that's the thing. God mm-hmm. will allow the yeah. enemy yeah. to do his job. Because mm-hmm. that's the enemy's job, yeah. right? Right. And God would allow that in hopes that it will bring you closer to him mm-hmm. to make you trust him more. Absolutely. And for you to do it differently the next yeah. time, right? So everything in life is to bring us closer to God and to get us to the purpose that he has destined Amen. for our lives. Amen. And that's it's hard to know that when you're in the middle of it because it doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. But you have to trust God on the beautiful days like today. Mm-hmm. Well, aesthetically speaking, <laughs> right, the right. beautiful day like it today. It is a physically beautiful day. It is yes. a physically beautiful mm-hmm. day, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have to trust God on the days where it's been raining nonstop in yeah. your life. Yeah. Where everything in your life is falling apart. Yeah. I've been there. Ooh, I've been there. Ooh, we, I've been there. Yeah. I'm coming out of that cycle, y'all. Yeah. I've been in like a a three-month funk. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I had to trust God through that. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel good. It didn't look good. Mm-hmm. But if I believe God is who I believe he is, then I know it's all going to work out for my good. Because that's scripture. Because the scripture tells me so. Mm -hmm. All things. All things. It didn't say just the easy thing. One thing. That's the thing about God. You know what else I'm noticing about God? What's that? That I love. What's that? That man is so definitive. He uses words that humans use and then disappoint us. He says all things. All things, y'all. Not some, not a few. I will never leave. Or I never. will never leave you or forsake you. People can't never say that. Never is, that's it. That's never definitive. is definitive. All is definitive. All things will work together for the good yep. of those who love him. Huh. He is so definitive. So when he speaks, he means it. Hmm. Are we looking at the window again? Are yeah, we let's look at the window real quick because, because I don't even know what else to say. That's what it is. That's literally what it is. And it's like if people knew that. If you knew that, oh. if you would just hold on, cling to that when you're going through, cling to that. Yeah. That all things are working together for you're my good. good. This thing may not feel good. It doesn't Ugh. look good, but it is working together for my good. Mm-hmm. All of it coming together is for my good. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's when you know you're growing and you're stretching, friend. Right. When you when you don't react to things the way you reacted in the past. Oh, you looking up? Okay. Y'all only knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I swear I'm gonna write a book one day. I'm gonna let's write, write books, yo. I'm gonna write a let's write a book. Let's, let's write hold books. each other accountable. Okay. You will be accountability partners. Okay. Because if y'all knew <laughs> what we've been through on this couch right here. What we've been through. Sitting oh right gosh. here. Okay? Like in the fact that in the midst of everything I got going on in my life, Jay, mm-hmm. I am still like, mm, right. Mm, right. When I could be a completely different way. Because you were a different way about 30 days ago. Literally. So And she knows that because she's an intimate part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, y'all, I've been through some stuff, y'all. Like, <laughs> like for real. Yeah. And I think with you, like you said, your healing journey is not giving so much. And I think if there was more of a boundary there, then some of that stuff would lessen. Yeah, it would probably prevent it all yeah. together. So I'm just like the on one late, just like the other attendee was saying. They had to learn to yeah. say no. Yeah. That no was it. And no period. Like yeah. you don't have to say no, I can't do this. You don't have there's no explanation needed. I did. So when it comes to dating people or being with 
You I, can say no. I bend like, too much. I yeah. bend entirely too much. I'm too flexible. And yes, we need to be flexible in life yeah. because life be life in. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm flexible to the point in which it breaks me. To a fault. You know? Mm-hmm. I yeah. said what I said and that's what I need in this relationship. It's yeah. how I need to be more vocal. Yeah. Um, and more firm and don't doubt yourself. Don't let anybody let you doubt yourself. Let me tell you something. People will try to make you think you crazy. And they will. But only if they're trying to get their way. And what is that called? Manipulation. Manipulation. We're going to do a completely different episode, probably not today, but the next time we link up. Yeah. About that. Okay. Manipulating, gaslighting, breadcrumbing. Yeah. In relationships, in romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we could talk about it from a parental relationship too, but that'll be a whole different um, Mm -hmm. episode. I think we just gonna bring y'all several episodes because we, <laughs> well, we're just talking randomly. Yeah, like that. we're just having a conversation. We're just having a conversation, yeah. and this is how we talk on mm-hmm. a norm, though. Mm-hmm. Like this is our yeah. daily conversation where we'll jump on the phone talking about one this thing, and, that, and, then, and yeah. four hours later, <laughs> we have gone from when we were six years old to something that happened yeah. yesterday yeah. to when somebody did, you know. Yeah. And that's how we talk to each other. And I feel like those are the conversations that are most impactful because they they're are. the most transparent and organic. And people can relate. People can relate. I don't want to get up here and be all. You know, right. no, no, I need to tell you the real. Yeah. And I'm telling you because I'm going through it. Yeah. Like I'm literally walking through. Am I walking through a song, Jay, or am I coming out of a song? I'm coming out of a You're song. You're coming out of this one. Yeah. You're coming out. You're not walking through. You were walking through some of the last three months. Three right. months. But you. Um, and what's today? July 22nd. the 22nd. I'm coming out of the storm that I yeah. am in. It is July 22nd, mm-hmm. 2023. Yeah. I'm coming out of the storm yes. that I have been in. As of, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. 5.21 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Yes. I'm coming are, out of are, the storm yeah. that I have been in yeah. for the last few months. Yeah. And you will, you will be driving away from the storm when you, when you go home. You will be Literally. driving away from the mm-hmm. storm. Literally, <laughs> you're gonna leave the storm behind when you, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not bending so much mm-hmm. moving forward. I'm not going to be so so understanding that I don't protect myself. Because if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense, and that's it. The math, ain't like, math period. Like you math. don't have to, because we're also at it. We're not learning anymore. Like we are learning. Don't get me. But like we're not 21 and learning. We're, I'm over 40. You're about to be, you know, I'm I'm right. I'm on the back porch, y'all. I'm literally on the back porch. Like I just, the the door is cracked. Yeah. There's a crack in the door for 40. (laughs) And at this point, we should know better for a lot of things. Right. Exactly. So now it's time to exercise it all. Are we doing better? Right. Are we? With what we know? Are we actually? Exactly. Because the thing is, I think people also think in relationships like, um, people who are overly caring might also think, oh, what are they going to do? Like, I don't want to be without them. What are they going to do without me? And it's like, they're going to find somebody else. They're going to be just fine. Because the same stress you're under, just like we were talking about too, the same way you've been feeling the last couple months, somebody else might not have been feeling that way for the last couple. So it's like, you're, you're thinking, people in relationships tend to think, oh, they're going to be sad or they, they need me too. And worry it's about, like, worry mm-hmm. about yourself. Worry about your own self. Choose yourself. It's what I can tell you. Because you best believe these folks going to choose themselves. Yeah. Okay? Um, yeah, I think 
on they they're gonna be on to the next meanwhile we're sitting there trying to figure it out and they not they're not we're not in the same way that you are and let me tell you something about how good our god is right because he got to get all the glory because he deserves it right mm -hmm. god will give you what you need when you need it He will give you what you need. Hmm. If you have been asking for clarity, if you have been asking for a sign, mm -hmm. if you have just been asking for just something to show you what you should do, which way you should go, you have to be able to hear his voice. You have to know how God is. If you how pray God for speaks something, to you. right, because it's different. Right, it's different. it's different for everybody. And so... You have to be open to how that prayer is answered. Yep. If you pray, God, show me what I need to God see. Answers that's a, that's that's a bold prayer. You that better a, be ready for what He's going to show you because He's going to show you. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to be prepared for what He's going to show no, you. Oh, it might blow be. your actual mind. Literally. Hmm. Huh. But I can guarantee you, it's going to be a confirmation for what you're already feeling in your gut. So if you just go with what you feel in your gut, then you wouldn't have to deal with it anyway. But God got you. And women specifically, we were, you know implemented with something that kind of gives us a little yeah, extra we got a little something called intuition that the good lord blessed us with mm -hmm. and if you are playing for praying for clarity and confirmation you better be ready when god sends it to you and don't justify the because i also don't if steps are ordered then there's no such thing as a coincidence right so everything that if you pray for something and then you see Oh my gosh! I was I asked for that, and then this thing happened. But but wait, maybe maybe even no, because I was oh, no. don't do that. Uh uh, don't you asked that. for the you thing. Asked. God gave you the thing. That man stop what he was doing. God stop what he was doing to answer your question. It and is eight gonna... billion people in the world, and he stopped to answer your question, and you gonna doubt him? Look out the window and drink your water. Because this don't make no sense. We do it all the time. You asked for it. He gave it to you. And then you over there second guessing. And saying, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe that's, no, I don't think. Uh, let me try. Let me see. You asked for it. Because if you ask for it again, no. it's going to be even stronger coming at you. Listen. If you ask for it again, it's going to be And if you think the first time knocked the wind out you, the second one might put you in the hospital. And let me tell you, you cannot at that point after seeing... 30 million red flags, you can't at that point blame the person that you're with. That's your fault at this point. Because now you can blame yourself for sticking it out. You are condoning and pacifying. You got to work on the codependency. Uh, you have to get... Uh, am I looking back at... I'm a, hold on. I'm falling out the chair. <laughs> I'm falling out the chair. Sorry if y'all hear some noise. You got to work on that. Uh, you got to work on that. Like, so Ooh. because at some point you're... Your your problems in the relationship are now your fault, just as much as the person's fault. Because if you've seen forty red flags and you don't move, then that's you. You want it. You like it. I love it. Ain't that what we say? Is red your favorite color? Maybe um, you like it. I love it. Uh, mm. It gets hard for your friends to hear it too. Ooh. I don't know why I feel like saying that, but it's hard. It's hard for your friends because to, it's hard for your friends to see you hurting when they know when you, that you don't have to be going through this. You don't have to. If I truly love my friend, my sister, if I truly love Jay, and someone is constantly hurting her. That's hurtful to me that my sis is hurting. Because I know her. She's a good person. She has a good heart. She is. She adds value mm -hmm. to everyone that she comes into contact with. So if someone is constantly hurting my friend over and over again, guess what? That hurts me mm -hmm. because my friend is hurting, right? And that begins to weigh on people. And it's just like, yo, what are you doing? What because are you, you are saying and allowing this to happen in your life. Some people thrive off of that, though. 
I have another problem. I have another problem. I have one more problem. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. They think that's normal. They think everybody can relate to that, and they can't. Everybody doesn't have those issues. Listen. And that gets hard. Like, listen. Because then they're going to be like, why don't someone so talk to me anymore? Why? Because they're tired. They're they don't. Tired. They ran out of words, sis. They're like tired. they don't have anything else to say or give. You have to set the example for what you allow, and you have to be firm in what you are willing to tolerate and not tolerate. Yeah. You have to have uh, firm boundaries. Um, yeah. Listen. It's really real. Yeah. It's really real. Like. Yeah. I don't, have any, I don't have anything else left. I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I'm good. I, I poured I out I'm everything good. that I have. <laughs> Just know that when God gives you the sign, be ready to act on it. Mm-hmm. Be ready to make the decision that you need to make mm-hmm. when God provides that clarity for you. Right. Because he will. He, he answers will. prayers, he will. y'all. He will give it to you. Be so aware mm-hmm. that you know how he communicates with you. Yeah. You know, so that you can hear his voice when he's trying to get that message through to you and be ready to do something about it once he does. And I know with me, like, he gives me dreams. I, so don't pray for something and then you have a dream a week later. And then you ignore Don't be like, well, that was crazy. And, and then you get up and make it. breakfast. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Think about it. God's that's his protection and redirection in mm-hmm. our lives. He's protecting us from something and redirecting us to something greater. And just like it's hard for your friends to hear, what do you think God God made you? How do you think he feeling that his daughter going through God, his son is like, going through it Not again? my child. Like now, I granted, he steps are ordered, but he will give you what you need. He's such a loving teacher that he. I'm a teacher. You are. If I have a child who can't read, I'm gonna keep practicing and practicing yeah. and practicing yeah. and practicing until they get that letter sound right. We might have to go over it 14 times. I'm gonna go over 15 if I need to. But it's hurting me because what what else? Mm-hmm. 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 You know, so just imagine, like, again, steps are ordered, y'all. So everything that happens, it's a learning. It's even a, if it doesn't work out, even, steps steps being ordered does not mean your life will be perfect. Because the Bible also says, in this life you will have trouble, but take heart, God, I have overcome the world. So everybody has problems, but the goal is learn from it, so you can have a new. You offer? Yeah, we're offering. Hold on. We have something we can put offering in. Because I just feel like we need to collect a little offering or something. You know, it's like, for me, everything comes back to that. Like, so, the and and don't bad mouth. You don't have to bad mouth. You know, like, I went through and he did this to me. Well, it was a learning experience. What did you learn? Move on. Apply what you learned in the next relationship. But now you know what not to look for. Because like we said, many of us, like, I didn't grow up. Like, I know both my parents, but they divorced when I was really young. And so... Um, I didn't have an example of what a husband is supposed to be or an example of what a dad in the home is supposed to be. So a lot of us are out here trying to figure this stuff out, you know, and that's not easy. And but so sometimes we have to figure it out by going through relationships. That relationship might not have worked out, but take what you learned and apply it to the next one. Um, and, and pay attention to what made your stomach jump. Pay attention to what made you nervous, because if the next man tries it, because, again, men do what works for them. So. There's men who do the same stuff. You know, there's there's like a group. Of, I don't know if they they on the text thread or something, but they they in the group chat and they all talk about the same stuff. And so I wish Verizon would cut their service right? off or something. Seriously, like, like it needs to be. It needs T-Mobile, to stop. get on that. AT and T, where you at? Yeah, can y'all work like, together like a collaborative uh, little project or something to good, make it uh, right? Uh, girl, anyway. that. But like, um, you know, take what you learn and apply it to the next relationship. And if anything feels familiar, yep. pay Those familiar patterns, y'all. Pay attention because now the commonality is you. What are you going to do about it? You, you, you. 
You, you, you. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm good on it. I'm, I'm good on it too. I'm good. I'm good. You hungry? You yeah, I'm hungry. I actually am. Yeah. Okay. We're going okay. to get some food because Period. we have given all that we can give in this right. episode. But I think that we have pointed out some other areas that we have, you know, um, some experience in that we can share from. Absolutely. And so we'll be bringing you future episodes mm-hmm. um, to speak to those points. But as far as to speak this. To to the sour moments. So much happening, y'all. <laughs> so much happening. And that's another thing. Something good can come out of something right. bad. Oh my God, Jay! We didn't even begin to talk about y'all. I promise you, you can birth something beautiful from something that was really ugly. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's all we gotta say. Yeah. Is stay tuned because something beautiful is being birthed from something that was very ugly. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got. If you're willing to share it, so people got to be willing to share what they go through to help other other women. That's how we grow. That's what we heal. That's how we heal. Mm -hmm. We all have to do our part. Iron sharpens iron. We all have to do our part, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I hope this conversation has done for many um, and, you know, has been a place where you were able to relate to some of the things that we said and you were able to kind of examine some areas in your life that need attention or may need some work um, because this is not a bashing or pointing the finger or a judgment at at all. all. We are walking through our own personal storms together Mm -hmm. individually and collectively. We are going through our own stuff, right? But we want to keep showing up in this space and we want to keep showing up for each other and for ourselves so that we can continue on this journey. So it's always, you know how I feel about you. I love you. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast again. I love being on the pod. And we are bringing you much more (laughs) of Jana and CB in the future. And I just, I hope that once that is revealed, that it will resonate with you and that um, we will garner your support in that endeavor. So that's all I have for today. I'm going to enjoy the rest of the time with my Mm -hmm. good sis here in Maryland. Um, We're about to go get some food. And I'm just going to kick it with my sis for the rest of the day because sisterhood is important. So get your person, y'all, that you can lean on, that you can share the matters of your heart with and and appreciate them and love them. Like, Mm -hmm. let them know what they mean to you. And don't just be, don't just allow them to be just a dumpster for your mess, but actually pour into them as well, right? And so that's all I have for you. I really hope that you guys take good care care of one another and i'll see you next time yep it's been real peace